0: Time for another soccer down here, 1v1. We dip back into the NPSL and Fort City FC. You're on the clock for that. We go to Wilmington, North Carolina. Catch up with one of the co-head coaches, Nate Torbett. Nate, hey, thanks for hanging out for a 1v1. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. So I guess the what a lot of folks would like to know is how much thought went into this? How much of a runway did all of you that are attached here to to Port City give yourselves before you are comfortable making an announcement. How much far how far back are we going before the 21st of September?
1: Well, it's it's been a a very crazy journey with Port City. I've been with them from the very beginning um being named the first head coach of the club. Um so this is my third season as the head coach. Um, and, and we've only been a club for a little over 12 months now at this point, and everything just continued to move at a great pace. Um, but it, it was kind of the thing when um, the guys got together and kind of built this thing. It was uh, always a, just an idea of how far can we push this thing and, and what level can we continue to go, go to and what level can we grow? Um, so it's always been in the mind of like, hey, can we, you know, can we push it to the MPSL? You know, what, what exactly can we go to with the club Um, And I don't think anybody expected it to grow this quickly. Um, And and for us to have success with uh, sponsorships and the way the community has rallied around it, uh, I think everybody would think it's it's moved a lot faster than we thought. But I think the goal for everybody that's been involved from the beginning has been, hey, let's see how far we can go in this community and, and what level we can get to.
0: And so why the NPSL? I'm sure that you guys probably had a laundry list and an alphabet soup of leagues that you could choose from. What directed you to the NPSL over all the others?
1: Yeah, I think the the big thing is our president, Joey Lipoff, um, has a good experience with his, uh, his club up in uh, Kansas City with Sunflower FC. Um, so I think just the familiarity with it, um, with him being involved with his club up there. Uh, was just kind of an easier path um, just to have that familiarity. Uh, and then I've, we got a nice conference, you know, in this region um, with App FC and, and um, you know, our up the road, two hours up the road with Greenville United is right up the road. So I just think the, you know, the clubs that are in this area and, and over in Charlotte as well, I just think it made a lot of sense um, in that aspect. Um, it's a quality, very quality league, very well organized, very well run, um, so it always just had that appeal to it for us. And um, I think it's a great decision for the club to go into it.
0: All right. So bookmark that idea, because I do want to break down what your possible conference could be and going up against teams like app and hops. And yeah. so we'll, we'll, we'll push that one to the side a little bit, but yeah. put a bookmark in there <laughs> for those that don't know what, the sport means to Wilmington and that area how would you break down how soccer is a part of the fabric there in that part of North Carolina and it's it's a
1: great area for soccer it really is Um, going back to when the uh, Wilmington Hammerheads were obviously there um, and the success that they were able to have um, and kind of just filling that void since they left Um, you know there's not been that higher level than you know college and there's a great you know college soccer program there with um, you know with coach Aiden Heaney at UNCW you know uh, so he's got a great program there but you know once those guys are done there's not really that next kind of level and and there's great youth clubs there um, with the Hammerheads Youth Club has, has been awesome and there's been some other clubs with Pisa and WUFA um, and Superb Soccer so the youth soccer there has just been fantastic um, but it's just kind of filling that void since the Hammerheads um, have left. And that's kind of where, you know, the group of guys that really started this thing, that was kind of the idea it was like, you know, there's that missing void. And can we come in and kind of fill that void that the community has been missing um, since the Hammerheads? Um, so that was kind of the goal was to, to be that team, be that that organization that can come in and just and fill that. Because um, the Hammerheads was an awesome program and the community loved it and, and rallied around it. So that's always kind of been the goal is to not do what the Hammerheads did. But can we kind of be that missing piece again for, you know, a higher level of, of football in the community?
0: So what has the response been like there in the community and the area since the uh, announcement became official about Port City?
1: I mean, a lot of excitement. Uh, you know, our sponsors uh, have been great and we continue to add sponsors um there's been tons of excitement in the community um just in our short time and like i said we've still only been a club for just over a year really um so there's still so much more to grow but the excitement around it has been great um the community's been so great um a lot of our guys uh especially these first couple of seasons of getting this thing running all of our players have been you know local players um and then even last season we did have a lot of uh, college players we were we were able to add but they were all wilmington natives that were just back um, home you know, for the summer and, and were able to play for us. So to do it from you know, the business side of it with all of the sponsorships, but then also to do it with the players where we're you know, fielding a team with all Wilmington-based players, whether they're off in college or they just grew up in the community, um, has been awesome to kind of rally all those people together. And I, I'm just excited to see how it continues to grow because we've had such great excitement around it. Um, and continue to see where we'll kind of get to um, here over the next couple months and as we get closer to that inaugural season in the MPSO.
0: I was going to ask, you know, when it comes to your phone blowing up or your WhatsApp blowing up, I, I was wondering how far flung things were going to be when this announcement gets made. You know, are, are folks calling from like Neptune or Saturn or something, or they call? How far flung are we talking in these conversations? Even as you just mentioned, you want to try to have it with as local an impact as possible.
1: Yeah, the we've always been from the beginning a community-based club, and that's what we've you know really tried to tried to build the soccer community and continue to raise the level of soccer in the community. That's always been the number one goal and. Um, to continue to to put Wilmington soccer on the map the best that we can. We feel like we have an obligation to the community to do that, and the community deserves that. Um, So we're always going to be a community-based club, um, and whether that's having our guys go out into the community and and help with outreach programs or, you know, whatever it is. But the community is definitely going to always be number one. Um, But just from the coaching side of it, yeah, we want to – branch out and we want players from all over the country. We want college players to that we can go and pick from programs that are not just in North Carolina. You know, we want to branch it out and continue to grow it other places, but um, with keeping in mind that we're always going to be a community-based program.
0: Now you mentioned also the, the, uh, the list, you know, not being quite a year old, but, you know, thinking that there's still a lot to do. I'm sure that there are folks that will sit there and say, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The season it's, it, you know, it's over there, you know, it's it's like late spring, early summer season's going to start. Yeah. You got plenty of time. Well, no, you don't. Yeah. Let me ask you this. It's always a to-do list. And I'm sure that uh, you you guys have a to-do list. And when you're piecing this list together, is it, you know, like on your phone where you sit there, you pull your stylus out, you've got an idea at three o'clock in the afternoon or at a stoplight, you sit there, you write it down on a word or you send a text to yourself, you jam the stylus back, you put your phone away. Is it uh, like on a magnet on your fridge where at like two thirty in the morning you sit there and it's like. Oh, you know, you're getting your drink of water And it's like, oh yeah, I forgot about this You write it down, you bring it in later Or as I'm as I'm staring at you As we're, you know, doing this uh, videos On the video side of things So I can kind of see what's going on Is there one of those big dry erase boards That's like four feet by six feet long That's got a bunch of different colors And arrows and categories Where is this to-do list for you there at Port City And what do you think the next thing That you can cross off it is?
1: Yeah, it's kind of a unique situation that we're in right now because currently we're in season. So especially for me, um, you know, being the head coach, it's it's kind of a weird thing because we're in season and, and focused on this season that we're in right now and, and getting through there. So we're about halfway through the season. But like you said, it's always keeping the keeping the eye on what's coming in the future. And, and you know, there is a list of things that we got to continue to knock off and, you know, we're really a working man's club. You know, all, all everybody that's been, you know, a part of putting this thing together got has jobs. You know, has nine to fives and stuff. So, we got a bunch of different group chats. You know, and always having ideas flying through the group chats. Um, for me, I always just try to keep a list of things in, in my phone, and I'm always kind of on the run. You know, running and gunning, and, and kind of doing some things on the fly as well. But um, you know, I like to keep things as organized as possible, so I've got my list of things as the head coach to, you know, really put together and and you know try to uh, focus on this season as much as possible and doing some great things this season that we're currently in. Um, but also have to keep in mind that you know this time is going to fly and and the MPSL season is right around the corner um, and that it's going to be here before we know it. So there's a, a long long list of things that continue to knock out. Um, For me specifically, it's trying to keep an eye on the college game and uh, seeing how the college players that we had last season, how they're doing. um, Kind of touching base with them to see what their thought process is on uh, returning to us, you know, for the for the next season in the spring, um, summer. And then kind of looking around, you know, recruitment onto other players we can bring in to help us. Um, and then on top of that, continuing to develop that core local group that we have currently um, playing right now. So that's kind of what what I'm in um, right now looking forward to the to the future.
0: You mentioned the the footprint and the other franchises that are in your area in the mid-Atlantic currently. And, and before the season starts, I imagine that there'll probably be some shuffling of, of franchises into other conferences and things like that. You'd mentioned Charlottetown Hops. You'd mentioned App FC, who've done really well there in Boone, filling a void that uh, Appalachian State uh, left when they uh, discontinued their their men's soccer program. In, in the Mid-Atlantic, it's Alexandria, it's Annapolis, who have have done gangbusters out of the blocks. At, uh, in, in there in Annapolis, you've got FC Frederick, you mentioned Greenville, there's Grove, Northern Virginia United, uh, Virginia Beach City FC, Virginia Dream. Have they told you where you guys are going to be fitting in. Are you fitting in more toward your South and East? Are you fitting into the mid Atlantic or are they giving you a, it's like, we'll figure it out. and We'll let you know in a little bit, but there's a lot of quality in a very short amount of space there geographically for you guys to compete against.
1: Oh yeah. Lots of quality um, in this region. Uh, I know the conference hasn't been finalized for the season. Um, Cause I know there'll be some kind of shuffling around with the teams. So I'm not, we're not quite sure yet who will be in our conference, um, officially, but I believe we'll be kind of in that Southeast, you know, region with app and definitely the North Carolina teams will for sure be competing against. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of quality, um, very familiar and and we've already established really good relationships with Groves United and, um, app FC and, and Greenville United right up the road. So we're just looking forward to competing, Um, against those guys wish them all the best Um, but we're excited to get in there and mix it up with them as well
0: when it comes to advice whether it's you from a coaching perspective or you from an administrative perspective how many folks and you can you can say who they are if you want I I don't want you to violate any confidences but when it comes to hitting up your speed dial on your phone hey, I need advice on either the -the on-the-field stuff as we're building here in the NPSL or the -the off-the-field stuff so we can have all the infrastructure in place. How many folks do you and, and all of the guys there have on your speed dial that you can reference and have conversations with about launching something here in the NPSL?
1: Yeah, I think a couple of different avenues, um, you know, with our president, Joey, with him, uh, having that familiarity with Sunflower, I know it's been useful for him to um, have a lot of people to kind of reach out to because, you know, Sunflower has kind of progressed um, as well, you know, into the MPSL and kind of blueprinting what they did is kind of, you know, was his idea to blueprint Sunflower to Port City. So I know that's been very helpful for him in terms of the business side of it and the behind the scenes side of it to kind of use that blueprint um, for us. And then for coaching, for me, Um, You know, I'm a coach's kid and my mom's been a head volleyball coach at the college level for over 30 years. Um, So for me, for coaching stuff, she's really been my mentor to me and got some other mentors in my life as well that um, kind of have helped me through my young coaching career. Um, And then we've got just a great staff and a great group of people that we can always bounce ideas off of each other. And um, like I said, with the community here, with the Hammerheads here and just all the people we've always uh, the club has always prided itself on um, bringing in good people first. And um, I think that goes a long way when you've got good people. I've prided myself on bringing in good players, um, good people first. And I think that always um, goes a long way from top to bottom when you've just got good people involved. Um, you can have honest conversations. You know, you can bounce ideas off of each other. You can learn and grow together. And I think that's something the, the uh, club has done a fantastic job of doing is bringing in just Good solid people to be involved with this thing,
0: and you're playing at Legion Stadium if uh, if memory serves, and then that's a six thousand seat facility, and and I know that uh, you know you you want to be that focal point on those home dates where you can bring as many folks in under the tent as possible. When it came to determining a venue. How much? How how deep a conversation was that, or was it? It's like not. We got to go to Legion. That's where we got to be. Everybody knows Legion. We'll go here, and we know what we can do. Because I know, like when we mentioned Annapolis earlier, you know they're they're playing they're they're playing you know at Navy Marine Corps, and they're getting eight thousand folks. They they had an expectation level. They're they're just going to open the door, and you know have you know eleven gazillion folks walk in. And be, and be a, a, a flag bearer for what the future of the NPSL can be, having a venue that can fit this kind of folks. And you guys are doing that at 6,000 at Legion. I mean, that's a that's a tall order, but it, it, I think you're not selling the league short by doing something like that.
1: Yeah, and, and the good thing for us is we've been familiar with Legion from the very beginning. It was uh, when we first started this thing, that was where we wanted to compete. So we've been competing there. Um, our first two seasons as a club, that's that's where our home facility has been. So um, we've had a great re- relationship with them, and we've already had the experience um, getting our name out there um, and, and playing our home matches there already. So um, it just you know made complete sense to uh, to uh, continue to use that facility. It's a great facility, um, and, and the goal as we continue to grow and uh, through this next process of – um, adding more staff and, and continuing to get our name out there in the community and, and all those kind of things. We hope to continue to fill up that stadium, but um, it's a great facility. Um, I would love to see it packed out for home games and that's, that's the goal. So, um, but it's nice that we've had that familiarity of playing there and, and have a good relationship there.
0: So, what are the next things that you think that Port City can cross off its list as you guys get ready for the twenty-four season? What what's coming up around the corner, folks? Need to keep an eye on out there.
1: Yeah, well, we're current. Like I said, we're currently in season, so um, anybody that's in the community can come and check out our games now. It's a a good good little team that we have now, based off of all local guys in the community, which I think is is just a fun group to work with. Um, and then from the business side of it, you know, we're still a pretty small club in terms of the people we have working behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. So we're continuing to grow in that aspect. Um, so I think the next steps is just to continue to add some staff to help us out with the behind the scenes things. Um, we would like to continue to grow the the coaching staff a bit more to just continue to add those kind of people to make it um, not as uh, hard on, on a smaller group to kind of go through all these things. So We're looking to add some some more good people that can come in and give us a hand and kind of fill out those roles and and clarify um, some roles and continue to grow. So I think that's the main thing. And then for the coaching side of it, it's um, continuing that recruitment and starting to get an idea of kind of molding what the squad will hopefully look like um, for that first season. Um, But everything's heading in a good direction. So just excited to see where it goes over these next couple months.
0: All right, hit the promo for me for everybody that needs to keep an eye on what's going on there at Port City. How do they do it on social media?
1: Yeah, definitely on our on our Instagram and Facebook. I know we'll have a, a website launching um, hopefully soon, but that's a work in progress as well. So um, our Instagram is big and our Facebook is big. So that's our two main um, main spots right now. And then we'll have an announcement when our website officially launches. Um, so that's where you can find
0: us. Facebook, at Port City FC Wilmington, on the IG, the the gram, or the Insta, whatever the kids call it these days, at Port City underscore FC. Nate Torbett, head coach, Port City, as they head into the NPSL. Nate, thanks for hanging out with us for a 1v1. We'll be keeping an eye on If you ever want to break any news, (laughs) you know you can do that right here at STH. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.